All right, joining us now is Chris Finlayson, former Attorney General, former National Party MP. And we want to talk about the situation, which I'm sure you've been following over the last few days, regarding Trevor Mallard. And as I mentioned a moment or two ago, the, the background to this goes back to 2019. And I recall watching TV and Trevor Mallard uh, making those allegations, which I thought was, was astonishing that he was so free with his words, uh, with what amounts to... If you aren't absolutely able to prove it, it does amount to defamation. Now, we fast forward to the present, and it seems like there's been some rule changing going on by Trevor Mallard so that he wouldn't have to foot the legal bills. There are calls for him to go as Speaker of the House. Labour has a major majority, as you know, so will that actually happen? To explain the situation more, Chris Finlayson, former Attorney General, thank you so much for being on the programme. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, Chris, good afternoon. Now, despite his best efforts to keep out of the media, Trevor's been in the spotlight a bit over the last few days especially. Do you have confidence in him continuing in the role as Speaker? Well, it's a bit of a non-issue because he is going to continue as Speaker. Labour's the majority in the House uh, and uh, any vote of no confidence will be sort of ritualistic rubbish. It will go nowhere. So... There, there are lots of objections people have, the timing of his uh, his statement and apology um, on the day of the Royal Commission, but there's another. the other question is around the changing of the rules. So it seemed that he changed the rules in August, so damages and settlements for, um, for MPs come out of the public purse. Considering he makes the rules and he's making a rule which seems to benefit him, is there some constitutional issue here? Oh, I think in fairness to him... Most of the work on this issue was done by the then Deputy Speaker, Antolly. So I don't think Mr Mallard actually altered the rules to suit himself. Okay, what did you make of his apology? Because one of the, one of the, one of the expressions he used was that he, it seemed that he didn't get the definition of rape right. It's almost like he was saying, well, technically it wasn't, but it was a bit of a non-apology, wasn't it? Well, I think it's always careful for MPs to uh, watch their tongues. They're in a very privileged position. When they say things in the House, of course, uh, it has absolute privilege. No one can sue them. Uh, But once they move out into the general community away from the chamber, they can be sued. uh, And like anyone else, they have to rely on defences of uh, justification or truth or fair comment on an issue of general importance. So I don't have a lot of patience for MPs as a class who um, leave the chamber and and make all sorts of wild allegations against people. Uh, And if uh, people uh, sue them for defamation, well, it's their bad luck. Chris Finlayson joining us. I just want to backtrack a little bit. Uh, could you explain a little bit more about Anne Tolly's role in this? Because this could settle some of the public's anger over this. I'm not all of it, but some of it. Could you explain that well, her role in that law change uh, and whether that absolves Trevor Mallard somewhat? Well, I think that, and I don't know the exact circumstances, maybe you should ask Mrs Tolly, but my understanding is that at least some of the work and including her obtaining legal advice on various issues, was done by uh, the Deputy Speaker. So it would be helpful to clarify uh, what Mrs Tolley's role was, but that is my understanding. And, And with regards to Trevor Mallard staying on, do you know whether there are people within the Labour Party who who feel like perhaps he should go? 
No, look, I have no idea about that at all. Um, I think this uh, has uh, uh, all the hallmarks of a bit of a mess, really. Uh, generally speaking, I have an objection to members of parliament being indemnified for defamation suits and the like. If they open their big mouths and are sued, they should pick up the tab themselves. Very, very occasionally, uh, there will be those who set out through litigation to impose huge financial costs on uh, a member of parliament, but that's a very exceptional circumstances. Generally, I don't see why MPs as a class should be immune from the consequences of opening their traps. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to the motion of no confidence, obviously it's not going to succeed unless um, somehow the publicity chips away at the Prime Minister and the Labour Party. But how, in, in your view, how much cross-party sh- support should the appointment of a Speaker have, given that they are supposed to be an impartial arbiter with the respect of the, with the, respect of the House? Oh, I think it's normally, uh, look, it works pretty well. Uh, and the um, we didn't depose Mr Mallard in 2017. It would be a pretty rare circumstance for someone to uh, take a stand against a particular person. Often, uh, generally speaking, in my experience, when someone assumes the chair, you can always rely on them to be Parliament servant and not the servant of any political party. I've had my issues with Mallard over the years, but um, I think that in fairness, uh, he's uh, uh, tried to be Parliament's man. And if you don't mind my saying so, I think he's raised the standards of uh, uh, question time because a lot of people are far too lax in the questions they ask and if they get a uh, a bit of a kick in the pants from him. Well, that's no bad thing. Hmm. Will all the publicity around this dog, the PM, at all, um, given that he is effectively sort of her appointment, if the if the publicity and the negative fallout continues next year? Oh, it, it it'll drift on for a bit, and as I say, there'll be a ritualistic motion in the house, <laughs> but um, it'll sort of you know be subsumed by. Um, all the other events that come across the political horizon, it's, I'd say it's got a, a few, a few uh, days life left in it and then it'll fizz really. Uh, I mean, the way the whole thing was dealt with was lamentable, but uh, I don't think it's going to drift on for too long. Chris Finlayson, thank you so much for your insight. I found that really fascinating. Former Attorney General, enjoy your Sunday. Merry Christmas too. See you soon. Bye.